the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. How do we live for what is important? And then we're joined by Brad and Marilyn Rhodes to talk about their book, The Grace Marriage. You're listening to The Common Good. Happy Monday, friends. Welcome to The Common Good here on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Alongside Aubrey Sampson, my name is Brian Fromm. So glad to have you with us. Uh, on this Monday afternoon, Aubrey, we'll get to your weekend here in a second. But today, big day. Uh, it is yesterday was Mother's Day. Yes. And today is my wife's birthday. <gasps> Happy it birthday, Carrie. Back to back right with each other. So, yes, my lovely, lovely wife, Carrie, it is her uh Put question mark here, year birthday, like, right? We're not going to, we'll, we'll keep, women don't like when we broadcast years, right? That's what I've learned. So. I feel like with the From Household birthdays, we just need to do a blanket, sort of like, happy birthday to all the Froms. So now you're covered y- in May. You are not wrong. Mine was May 4th. Emily's, my youngest, was May 12th. She then had her birthday party on May 13th. <laughs> uh, then we had Mother's Day yesterday and now birthday today. So by the end of today, we'll be done. We just need some normalcy. <laughs> uh, but happy birthday to my wife. And Aubrey, you got away this weekend. You went back home, I am I correct? I did get away this weekend. It was so, so fun. I went to um, Oklahoma. Just a very quick turnaround trip and got to see my my sister and my mom and my one-year-old niece, Adeline, who is at that stage where she all she does is just go, oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, it's so funny as they start That's to say fun. little phrases. And yeah, we had a great time. We took my mom out to get her hair done and went out to lunch and did a quick. And then I was honestly back a Saturday night in time for Mother's Day church yesterday. But it funny. was great. It was the, just the right amount of time. So yeah, lots of Did fun. your mom know you were coming? My mom knew I was coming. Yeah, okay. yeah, she okay. knew I was coming. I, my parents have a little lake house, and I was just a little bit nervous that if I tried to surprise her, they wouldn't be there. So <laughs> <laughs> you're knocking on their door like, yeah. "Hello!" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, well, that's awesome. And yeah, hopefully, great time. Ev- and then hopefully your sons uh, and parenthetically your husband did all they were supposed to do yesterday. They were very cute. They made me cards. My sons made me a video game. Like I don't know how they did it, but they have some program or they on their nintendo switch and so literally i was like playing it and then at the end i like won the prize and it was said like some poem about mom that i think was based on bowser's song from the new super nintendo or nintendo (laughs) movie whatever it's called mario movie anyway yes and they had a little candle and cards and it was cute how about you what we were all waiting to see were the from kids gonna come through or was brian gonna get in trouble so what happened it was can we just say uh the, the day began like it looked like I was going to get in trouble, uh, but my children came through. They did a good job. We spent a lot of time after church with Carrie's family, uh, and then we came home, and they had gifts for her that they had purchased, and they nice. each wrote her a card. Well done. So, so they did well. They probably didn't get up early enough before church. So I was already at church on Sunday morning. 
and Carrie got up and I, there was this window of time where our kids were still sleeping where Carrie was like kind of by herself. And she's like, uh, is this how mother's day is going to go? And I was like, uh Oh, <laughs> we're off to a bad start, but it all ended well. They did a good job. Good job. Good job yes. from Sam. Uh, yes, I, I had worry. I, I had worry like this is going to turn on me. But now it's on my now it is on my plate. Birthday uh, fully. Yeah, on my so what plate, are you going to so. do since yesterday was Mother's Day and you did a whole thing? Like now what? That's the question, huh? So gift was something that her and I agreed on. Okay. Like the same way that I was like, I just want a lawnmower. lawnmower. <laughs> she uh, just wanted to upgrade her phone. So. That is, uh, you know, that comes with a cost. And so we were like, well, how about we turn this into your birthday gift? So that was it. Uh, you know, I've got some stuff in my back pocket. I, I do think after the show, my wife loves pizza and, st- you know, she calls it good pizza, <laughs> which is usually too expensive for expensive us to buy. pizza, yeah. So I think we will have good pizza that tonight. That fantastic. Now, an- another oh, yeah, and small- your wife loves pizza, right? Like she that's loves like a thing about pizza. her. Yeah, I love that. I loves love that. Pizza, yes, yes, <laughs> good pizza. So uh, uh, it is usually a Lumalnati's run or something like that tonight. Yeah, so, oh, I love uh, I'm, I'm sure that will do it. Now, a little. This isn't a small thing, but like kind of a, a kind of an aside. My oldest daughter is going for a week to Europe today, so okay. like we got all okay. this stuff happening. That is so wild. Like just going to Europe, whatever. Right. Right. And it's weird because now that she's done a year of college, she's only been gone a week. Now that she's done a year of college, her leaving doesn't feel like a big deal. Like, oh, wow. It's even just though a it's, weird deal. Like, Carrie like and I were talking about this yesterday. Ocean. If this had happened last year, like, we would have been doing, like, days, if not weeks, of planning. And wow. All now it's like, what time do we have to drive to the airport? What are we? <laughs> it's just a weird de- It's a really... I don't know how to describe it. It's just, yeah. it's a little bit odd. That's interesting but, for me to hear just you like a few years ahead of us. Cause I can't imagine like just taking my son to the airport for Europe. No big right. deal. And, you know? And I would say that I have an easier time with it than my wife. Like, yeah. We'll, okay. We'll that's fair. There, but that's fair. She's meeting people at the airport. So she's not flying alone. Yeah. But it is, it's just weird. Like last night we got home from Carrie's family's house for mother's day. And it was like, Hey, are you packed? Like, do you need any help? Like, it was just a weird. <laughs> like, she's just yeah. able to do that on her own now. Yeah. That's yeah. And, it, and the fact that we haven't been packing for days and <laughs> right, all of this right. stuff uh, is just odd. So anyway, happy Mother's Day to the moms out there. We hope that you had a great day. And uh, yeah, here we go. Birthdays. Here we go. <clears throat> Birthday Birthdays season, wedding life. season, graduation season, prom season. Uh, don't you feel like May is busier than the holidays sometimes? Like May is just insane. A hundred percent. Like a hundred percent. Like it is just... Uh, well, I throw in all the birthdays that we have. May right. is the craziest month of the year. Yeah, Are your yeah. kids... So I have a nephew, by the way. You, I think you know this. I have a nephew who is a senior who's graduating from West Chicago High School. Where oh, nice. At least one of your kids goes. Yeah. Uh, he's done. Like... Like done with done? classwork. Like, wow. He's done. So your kids aren't, aren't done. Like... When I heard we were with them yesterday, when I heard him say that he was done, I was like, 
whoa, that seems super early. But I also remember from my daughter last year, come senior year, yeah. they end really early because they're yeah. not taking finals and they're doing this. But they had like literally, I, I believe, I could be getting this wrong, but I think they already had like their senior send off where they had like these traditions and like. Is that so? That's not the case well, for your so son, who's an underclassman. He has only. I mean, he's got this week, and then next week they have finals until Thursday, and then he's done. So I mean, he's. It it's feels very so early. Close. It is, and my other boys don't get out until June fourteenth. So he's oh out gosh. like several weeks before them, which is wild. So yeah, it does. I mean, he's not a senior. I guess seniors probably finish earlier, but still, like, it does seem really early. Um, to be wrapping up school. I'm ready though. Like I am so, I am just, I don't know. I'm ready for them to be home. We've talked about this. It's mostly about me. I'm ready not to get them out. I'm ready not to have to deal with like, do they have lunches or not? And I'm ready. I love their award ceremonies and their concerts and their galas, but I'm ready to not do any of those for a season. I love when they're done. (laughs) I'm back. I'm now fully immersed in the like Midwest Chicago schedule. But when I grew up, like my senior year of high school, Aubrey, we never started school in New Jersey. Nobody did until after Labor Day. And wow. So, yeah. Yeah. But I graduated like June 20th. Like, it was are you not, serious? Yes. But it was normal. That's when yeah. everybody graduated. So, yeah, when my nephew the other day was like, oh, no, I'm done. I was like, what? Hold on. Like, he still has to graduate. Yeah, I do think I heard that Wheaton Academy students have finals this. We seniors have finals this week and then they're done. So it's happening. It's It's it's, coming. The year is happening. Can I just brag on my kid? You saw this online, by the way. Uh, My son, who's a freshman in high school, hit his first uh, high school home run the other day. In a in a baseball game over the fence, and uh, I went nuts. It really? Was so, funny. so okay, this is kind of fun because my we actually got this video. Like it's gone viral at least throughout our little neck of the woods because we know your son's coach. Right, you're good. And, right. Yeah, and he sent it to my husband, and Kevin was like, "Have you seen this video of Ryan yeah. from son?" So yeah, that was amazing. Congratulations to Jackson, so and what a, he was what, so he must excited. Be such a proud parent. Yeah, he, Kevin said he. He hit it over the fences. Oh, yeah. No, it was a bomb. It which was I, a bomb. Which, you know, I don't know sports, but I know enough to know, like, that's awesome. <laughs> it was it was a bomb. So a proud dad moment, proud parent moments all around. Well, coming up next, uh, Aubrey, as I mentioned earlier, it's my wife's birthday. So we need somebody to come on and help us with marriage. Like, I can't get this wrong. Uh, but with that somewhat tongue in cheek. But marriage is a huge deal for people out there. We want marriages to do well. And with that in mind, we're excited to be joined by the authors of a new book called The Grace Marriage, Brad and Marilyn Rhodes. They are also the founders of Grace Marriage. We're going to talk all things marriage, grace-filled marriages with Brad and Marilyn Rhodes. Next year on The Common Good, AM 1160, hope for your life. It is wedding season, right? You get to the spring, you get <laughs> yes, to the it summer. Is. Uh, it is wedding season. And with that in mind, we are thrilled to be joined by the founders of Grace Marriage and also, also the author of a book by the same name, The Grace Marriage, Brad and Marilyn Rhodes. Guys, how you doing today? Thanks so much for uh, joining us. Thank you us. for having us. We're doing great. Thank you. Yeah, it's a- 
Yeah, absolutely. Our pleasure. Brad, let me start with you. Tell us first kind of big picture about the ministry and why you guys have chosen to written write this book, The Grace Well, Mary. the ministry I actually came out of civil litigation. I was a civil litigation attorney and did the nat- just the natural wow. transition into full-time marriage ministry. So... But but I was I'll spare all the details. But God moved us more and more into the marriage space. The crisis pastoral mm. council, premarital. Then I was ordained pastor of marriage in our church, and I realized that our church did premarital counseling and crisis counseling, but we really didn't have any strategy or discipleship for the marriage itself. And then I realized that that's pretty common in churches. That churches are usually heavy on premarital and crisis, but a lot of them don't have anything. So we just felt led to try to help the church fill that gap because marriages do better when they're discipled and shepherded. And when the church leaves that space open, it contributes to stagnancy, divorce, crisis, and it just hinders everything. So, so that's a lot of the ministry. Um, So. Yeah. Wow. That's so fantastic. We, we told you off air, Brian and I are both pastors at separate churches and I, yeah, I feel this. I I hear this. I'm so glad you've written this book and done this ministry. Okay. So the, the book is about a grace based marriage. Help us understand what you mean by that phrase, Marilyn. So our ministry started on that and then we wanted to write this book so we could just reach more people with the message of grace because we're in a performance-based world, and we often walk into our marriages with that perspective, expecting things from our spouse. And if if they are good to us, then we'll be good to them. And and it's mm-hmm. really not a picture of the gospel. And our marriages are we're called mm-hmm. our marriages are called to be a picture of the gospel of grace. And that's Christ while we were sinners, He died for us. And it's the ministry of reconciliation. Mm-hmm. And when you get that perspective for your marriage. It changes, changes the whole paradigm. So you wow. offer your love to your spouse for a free gift of grace. And then it just sets you up to thrive rather than on this roller coaster of ups and downs because we're all going to struggle. We all still have the sin nature we carry, but we come to marriage thinking that it should just be good. We shouldn't have to work at it. Mm-hmm. But when you see this and, and couple it with your marriage, it can just... It made our marriage come alive. It took us from a terrible place Mm. to a place that's helped us thrive. Wow, that's incredible. That's encouraging. Brad, this idea of performance-based marriage, um, unpack that for us. Because my guess is a lot of people live in a performance-based marriage without even knowing it. So help us understand it and what is the danger Well, we've had numerous couples say, I never thought performance-based or grace-based didn't even have categories. And so they said in most every couple, when they really dig into it, say, wow, our marriage is more performance based than grace based. And performance based is when love is given and taken away based on your perception of how you're treated. So you treat me really well. I'll treat you really well. You're really nice to me. I'll offer you my heart. You're not nice to me. I'll withdraw from you. And then the marriage is on the roller coaster of performance. It's not on the rock solid foundation of grace because I've got good weeks, bad weeks. I've got Good days, bad days. Yeah. I had bad day two days ago. wasn't nice at all. It's not that I didn't want to be nice. I just wasn't nice. But it didn't throw our marriage mm-hmm. off because our hope isn't the consistency of Brad. Our hope is the consistency of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you've been married for 27 years. You've got six kids. When 
you know, I'm thinking of our listeners out there who may be in a couple or maybe in a relationship and they're realizing like, oh, it is performance based. They're hearing you talk right now. They're hearing you've been married for 27 years. They're hearing Brad had a bad day. What do you do? Like, give us some practical handholds for that listener who's like, okay, I want to change. How do I even, what are some practical tips to begin moving from performance to grace-based marriage? Marilyn, can you give us some of that? Well, at first, I mean, it starts with your relationship with Christ because you're not going to be fueled to do this if you're Mm -hmm. not walking with the Lord. And we have to be reminded, I have to be reminded of this on a daily basis because we still trip up and fall back into performance. We were, we're on our two days ago on our way back from the beach and had a rush morning getting out and just the hecticness of life was coming in. Brad was grouchy. So it's easy to get offended. (laughs) And just the normal response is just, I'm going to distance myself and be quiet and hop on my phone. And I just, I won't talk to him the rest of the ride home if he's going to be that way. I mean, that's the natural performance Mm. base. But if I think, okay, he's feeling overwhelmed by things, you know, I'm going to, I'm just going to, hang out, play music he likes, just try and talk to him about encouraging things. I'm not going to take this personally. And then you can have a good ride together, regardless of one person struggling a little bit. We had, God really convicted us of this because in our first years of marriage, it was awful. I came with huge expectations to marriage. Brad didn't come with as many Mm -hmm. expectations to marriage. I was upset and I expected him to do these things and had the thoughts, if he loved me, he wouldn't act this way. And and then, mm. then I just retreated and withdrew from Brad and thought, am I sentenced to a life of this? And just mm. really the Lord convicted me like, all you're thinking about is what you want from marriage. I'm your hope, mm. not Brad. Mm. And I went to Brad and I said, I am so sorry. I mean, I've put you in the place of God. He's where my hope is. And I'm just called to love you. And, and I'm sorry. And it was, it was a mm game changer because we just were so struggling when we're fighting through those expectations and what I want from him and he's not fulfilling me. And when we lay down our life for our spouse, that's where our satisfaction comes from and in our relationship with Christ. So it is, it's a daily reminder. It's, it's, it's reminding yourself of those verses and thinking, okay, I want to put the gospel on display today. Now this doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that abuse or infidelity, though it's not grace to tolerate yeah. those types of things, but in the day-to-day struggles of life and in the extenuating mm. circumstances, the hard things we hit, because life's hard. You're going to hit hard, yeah. troubled places, and we've hit some hard spots. And I've, I've even thanked Brad. I've been like, thank you that you've, that you aren't expecting things from me because I have nothing to give right now, you know. And mm. just you loving me gave yeah. me a safe place to hurt in the in the things life's thrown at us. Yeah. Yeah. And Brad, I'm, how wow. would you answer that question? What's a, a first step for somebody out there who's really struggling? Their marriage is in a bad spot. What, what would you say to them? The one, you know, the answer is it's really grace and then plus intentionality. You know, one, make sure you're just, mm. while I'm yet a sinner, Christ died for me. While my spouse is yet a sinner, I will die for her. You know, it's, it's not like God mm. looked down at Brad Rowe and said, man, I'm so impressed with the potential Brad has and what he's doing for me. I'm going to love him. He looked down, he saw an enemy of God, a rebel of God, and he sent his son to die for me and says, mm. how do you love your spouse like that? So really the first step is go to the gospel, how you've been forgiven, how you've been loved, how you've been given grace. And then what you're being called to do is usually pretty minimal compared to what you've been given. But it has to be in light of an eternal 
vertical perspective, not a horizontal perspective. Because if you go at it from a pure mm-hmm. horizontal perspective, it doesn't even seem doable. But if you look at it from a vertical perspective mm. of where I was, where my standing is with God now, then all of a sudden it doesn't seem as big a deal to give forgiveness. And then an intentionality piece. Whoever sows much reaps much. And if you don't spend time together, you're not creative mm-hmm. with your marriage, you don't really try to invest in your marriage, you can't expect a good marriage. So, I mean, we tell people, mm-hmm. date, date yeah. weekly, invest in one another, put money, time, creative energy in one another, because most marriages just settle into a functional, coexistent relationship that brings yeah. God no glory. And we tell people, mm-hmm. be intentional with it. Mm. Mm, I love that message so much. Marilyn and Brad, where can our people connect with you? Where can they find the book? Where can they find more about your ministry? Well, they can well, find they can... the book. Good, babe. Yeah. <laughs> they, well, go, you go ahead. You probably know that a little. You can answer that a little more concisely than me. So go ahead. <laughs> they can find the book, The Grace Marriage, at Amazon, Barnes & Nobles, Walmart, Target, wherever. And they can find our ministry at gracemarriage.com. And we would love you just to reach out, contact. And if your marriage doesn't yeah. have, if your church doesn't have a marriage ministry, we would love to equip you with an mm-hmm. ongoing discipleship platform for marriages. It's mm-hmm. awesome. That's great. Brad and Marilyn Rhodes, again, they are founders of Grace Marriage, authors of the book, The Grace Marriage. And I'll put a plug in here. A lot of times you read marriage books of people have been married like two and a half years, <laughs> three years. Like they've been married 27 years, right? right? Like right. that is worth giving time to. Brad and Marilyn, thanks oh, so much. Thank Congrats you for having us. Thanks for joining us today. Absolutely. You're listening to The Common Good on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. We are so thrilled to welcome Kayla Craig to The Common Good. She's the author of a book that's coming out this fall called Every Sacred Season. She also has an incredible Instagram account, Liturgies for Parents. She has another book out called To Light Their Way and really is in the business of nurturing the souls of parents as parents are nurturing the souls of their kids. So Kayla, thanks so much for being here with us today. Hi, so thrilled to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we are so excited to talk to you about all you're doing. Christianity Today named your Instagram account Essential Parenting Resource, an essential parenting (laughs) resource. So talk to us about your Instagram account, Liturgies for Parents. Why did you start it and what's it all about? Yes, well, I'm a parent to four kids and they have a variety of different needs, personalities, ages, and I found myself wanting to pray and not always having the words, you know, wanting to pray for them, pray what we're going through, pray for the world around us, and just not having um, those resources. So I started writing them down, and then I thought, maybe somebody else might like these too. So I just started an account. I, I My background's in journalism. I've always been a writer, and so I just started sharing and um, other people started reading them and praying through them and making them their own. And that's how Literary Easter Parents kind of awesome. got started. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, that, that's awesome. And you have a new book coming out called Every Season Sacred. Um, tell us more about the book, the heart behind it, and what you're hoping it will do for parents. Yes. Well, I, I write what I need. <laughs> I think <laughs> what I found like I really needed was something that cared for my soul. So Mm -hmm. then I could pour into the soul of my Mm -hmm. family because I was talking to so many friends and we're like, wouldn't it be nice if we could pause it and figure out our own faith, 
and then wow. jump back in and guide our kids and, mm-hmm. and help them. But the thing mm-hmm. is, is that we're doing this all in real time. So that's kind of the heart of every season sacred is that no matter where you are in your faith journey, what wonderings you have, what doubts you have, what beautiful moments with God you have, whatever it is right now can be holy. And so how do we journey through the year and not ignore the hard, not ignore what's going on in our world that gives us pause that, that we lament, but also notice the beautiful and yeah. and Christ in our everyday moments. So then we can talk with our kids and that it could just be like an organic outpouring mm. and not like, you know, one special conversation that you have to have to get all the right answers right away, you know? (laughs) And so um, that's kind of my hope is every season sacred can be something that we can turn to. It's not too overwhelming. Lots of open-ended questions for you to wonder with and then wonder with your kids and hopefully point back to, to Jesus and all of it. Oh, I, I'm looking at your um, Instagram account right now, Liturgies for Parents. It's so beautiful, Kayla. Oh, um, thank you. Talk to us a little bit about why you, like, I feel like there's a, a wonderful kind of increase in books of liturgies and books of prayers mm-hmm. and books to help people be in the moment and see every moment as holy and sacred. Talk to us about why you think that's sort of um, at the forefront of people's longings right now. Yeah. I think it's such a rootedness, you know, it's so easy. There's so much going on and there can be so much that we're kind of wrestling with, or maybe even kind of disentangling what, what is faith? What is something that's cultural trying to figure out what we believe. And there's something about the rootedness of a shared prayer, uh, a, a commonality of somebody else prayed this. I'm going to pray this. Somebody else might pray this in the future. Um, And so I think that there's just this, there's so much going on and we want to get back to some, some simple kind of basics, some, some common Mm. um, shared faith. So, yeah. Yeah. Kayla, I'm thinking of the, of the mom or dad right now listening, who is just at their end of the rope. You described it before, like, it's that season, little kids or whatever else it might be. So I'd love for you just to share a word with them uh, of hope and, um, yeah, how to get through it <laughs> and thrive. Well, first, yeah. first, you're not alone, right? <laughs> I get messages from, from readers all the time who are going through stuff or struggling with different levels of loneliness, of feeling mm-hmm. unseen, of feeling overwhelmed. And mm-hmm. we can often feel like I'm the only one. Yeah. Everybody else on the internet seems to have it all together, seems <laughs> to have their faith figured out, seems to have their kids, you know, are perfect and nobody's messing up and everything's going great. And I think just remembering is that we're all going through stuff. There's a lot that's unseen and you are not alone. Um, oh my God is with you and we don't have to be perfect <laughs> in all elements of our life all the time. We'll never be. And if we're striving for that, we're just going to feel burnt out and exhausted. Mm. We're talking with Kayla Craig. She's a former journalist, um, really passionate about bringing deep curiosity and care to her writing. She's the author of a new book that comes out in September called Every Season Sacred. She has another book that's already out called To Light Their Way. Can you talk to us about that book, Kayla? What's that one about? What's the purpose of that one? Yes, I I wrote To Light Their Way kind of out of that outpouring for needing a different 
approach to prayer, uh, feeling mm. like I was at just the end of my capacity <laughs> um, and wanting, wanting prayers that I could turn to again and again. Um, and, and I found that turning to a written prayer really helps me when my daughter was very sick in the pediatric mm. intensive care unit when she was just three years old. And I wanted to pray so badly, but I had like, God, are you with us? You know, what, what is happening? I, it was that thin space of, of life and death and, and exhaustion and parenting three other kids while sleeping in the hospital with her. And somebody gave me, um, a small book of prayers. And that was like a lifeline for me. And that kind of invited me into a new approach, um, to pray in my own spiritual journey. And so out of that came a collection of prayers and liturgies for all different things that uh, moms and dads kind of might be going through from, you know, playing together and going on a walk to like really mourning difficult things happening in our world and kind of everything in between all the way from pregnancy or adoption to your kids going off to college, right? Like we no. never stop yeah. being a parent. Yeah. And I was able to interview, you know, lots of parents. I tapped into that journalism background and was like, I know there's things that I haven't gone through and I want to honor yeah. your experience wow. and put words to things that parents are praying through. So, um, I felt really grateful to be able to steward that book. And it's such a gift. Every time I hear other people are giving it as a gift to parents, um, in celebrations or tough moments. Um, yeah, so I'm really grateful. That's awesome. Oh, that's, that's great. Kayla, where can people connect with you? Obviously there's the Instagram account. You got the books. Seems like they're, you're all over the place. So people are, like, I'm hey, everywhere. So people are going, Hey, I want to, I want to read more of her stuff, whether it be social mm -hmm. media or her books, where can people connect with you? Well, the, the easiest place you can go to find everything is just KaylaCraig.com. From there, you can sign up for my free newsletter where I send kind of care packages of prayers. You can find me liturgies for parents on Instagram. That's where we put the prayers and breath prayers. And then Kayla underscore Craig is where I just kind of share my own um, adventures mm. in life. <laughs> so That's I'm, awesome. I'm everywhere and I love connecting with other parents. Okay, speaking of adventures in life, Kayla, let me ask you one more question and then we'll let you go. You live in a 115-year-old former convent? Question mark? I know. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. Yeah, during the pandemic, in the middle of a blizzard, my husband and I decided to move our four kids and two dogs back to our hometown. It's kind of a moderately sized um, town in Iowa, and we just wanted to be closer to family. We really fell in love with just the diversity of people in this neighborhood, and I fell in love with this house. This is big old house. Picture the Home Alone house, but with a couple <laughs> more additions. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Um, but yeah, it's it's a really it's a it feels like a really beautiful. Um, space, you know, there's like squirrels in the ceiling and we're constantly fixing stuff <laughs> up, but it's kind of like a character in our family. <laughs> that's uh, amazing. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. Kayla Craig is the author of a forthcoming book called Every Season Sacred, and she already has a book out called To Light Their Way. You can follow her at Liturgies for Parents. Kayla, thanks so much for being here thanks with us too. today. Thanks for having me. Mm -hmm. You're listening to The Common Good on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life.
We'd love to invite you to come back tomorrow. We're going to be joined by author Curtis Chang. He's got a new book out called The Anxiety Opportunity, How Worry is the Doorway to Your Best Self. You are not going to want to miss our conversation with him tomorrow afternoon when we are back from 4 to 6 p.m. For Brian Fromm, I'm Aubrey Sampson, and you've been listening to The Common Good on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.